Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey listeners, did you know that 2024 is a leap year? And for this cosmic event, Jennifer Mitchell is joining us in Sense of Soul's Sacred Circle to facilitate a quantum leap experience. So coming up February 29th, it's only $29. And as a member of Sense of Soul's Patreon, you even get 25% off of that. Join us and embrace the cosmic influence of this transformational event to propel you into the future you desire. You do not want to miss this. You can find the link in the show notes, or you could visit www.senseofsoulpodcast.com. Today on Sense of Soul, I have Lisa Tahir. She is the founder of Psychoastrology and the author of the book, The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness, which was endorsed by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama. Lisa is a licensed clinical social worker. She is certified in EMDR, Reiki, and as a thought coach through the Institute of Transformational Thinking. Lisa is also the host of the weekly podcast, All Things Therapy. Lisa's show promotes personal growth and transformation, advancing the conversation on emotional, psychological, physical, financial, and spiritual development. Among her guests in over 360 episodes are Marianne Williamson, Dr. Daniel Amen, John Gray, and Judith Orliff, and I had the privilege of being on her podcast as well. So make sure you go and check out her podcast. Lisa also is offering our listeners 50% off of a session. So make sure you check out the links in the show notes so you can schedule a session with her. And I'm excited to learn more about Chiron. So please welcome Lisa. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. I'm super excited to hear about your book. And I want to know, what is psychoastrology? Okay, psychoastrology is very simply where our natal birth chart meet our personal psychology. And mm. I just love words. And so to me, it was fun to trademark psychoastrology since nobody's done that. And I'm a psychotherapist, not an astrologer, Mm -hmm. but I learned about this placement of Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N, and our birth chart and how significant it is to illuminate the area where we think less of ourselves Mm -hmm. than what's really healthy, like where we feel vulnerable, where we might feel some shame and kind of dim our light and like hedge, try to protect that. Like we don't feel so confident. And it's really through like embracing that part of ourselves fully that I think we we feel more confident and happy and secure. Yeah, it sounds like a very important part of our chart that we should yeah. do more with. Yeah, it is. I love learning about astrology, although it's not something that comes to me easily. Okay. What do you mean? It's not, it's not mine. You know, 
I, yeah. I mean, like I've talked to so many astrologists over the years and I've got all the books, but for some reason, I just, it does, I like, it doesn't sink in. Like I'm, I'm saving yeah. my space for like ancient text and some other <laughs> stuff that I go down that's so heavy, but yeah, I mean, I can't, I, you know, for some reason, I mean, I've heard of Chiron and, you know, I was always confused whether it was also like you hear how some people channel the planet Chiron. Okay. K-Y-R-O-N. Have you ever heard oh, yeah. that before? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen that. Yes. Yes, you're right. Yeah. I have seen that. And, you know, I know it's not related, but, you know, the word like your book, the Chiron effect is C-H-I-R-O-N. Yes. And and tell me about what that is. Sure. Is and for, so to talk about even the astrology piece, because yeah. I used to struggle a bit with that as well. And for me, it was centered around feeling like or believing that I'm that there's something dictating to me who I am and what what my life is going to look like. And I always struggle with that because I'm such a big believer in free will and the choices we have. And I've had this huge download in the last year and it changed everything for me where the illumination was, Lisa, you wrote your chart. And so did you. We wrote our birth chart. It's not prescribed to us. It was written by us. And I don't remember when I was like, before I was a physical being and kind of everything I wanted to experience and and the astrology being a blueprint in the sky of where things were in, in the sky when we were born. And that, because of ancient text and philosophers, that means certain things that they discovered. And it was really like awesome when I realized like, I wrote this, you wrote this, the people listening and watching, and we have free will to learn and change based upon what we've lived. And if we like it, keep going with that. If we don't like it, it's time to learn the skills through taking personal responsibility on what we need to change, how we might need to show up by using in my book, philosophy, psychology, spirituality, to really be who we need to be, to inhabit, be it the money we want to have the relationships we want to experience, the way we want to work and have a good relationship in in all of those areas. So that's where I started to get really excited. And I wonder if that resonates with you. Yeah, no, it totally does. And, you know, I even see the benefit of also knowing that of the people that you love. You know, I had a friend of mine do all of my kids' charts because, you know, I just, I, I found so much validation within my own chart and also in theirs. And I and I yeah. do believe that and just seeing how it all fits for us. So it's almost like how they say you should learn each other's love language. Like I yes. want to know how you tick. And you know what? To be honest with you, I have a kid in every season. And wow. I remember Susan Miller once said to me, Oh yeah. She's like, you know what? You did this perfectly. <laughs> That's <laughs> because, awesome. You know, making sure that your kids were and I've learned from them, you know, because they're all so very different. I have a child who her birthday is coming up to 22. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. yes. And, you know, here's the thing, too. Um, my chart began in New Orleans. That's where I am. That's where I'm I born know. Wow. I know. Yes. So okay. I'm from New Orleans and ah. deeply rooted there. And yeah, that's where I actually was born the same year as Peyton Manning. 
and okay. in Oshner. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you ever come down to New Orleans? Yes. You're gonna have to let me know when you're coming down. I absolutely will. We'll go have some coffee and beignets or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, my okay, soul belongs there. So I will eventually return there in my yeah. old place. It's an easy place. That's why you're so easy to talk to. You feel familiar. I was super excited when I saw that NOLA therapy. You know how often I'll say NOLA. I even had a cat. I named her NOLA. Oh. I'll say, what's, where, you're going to NOLA? Where's NOLA? Where's that? <laughs> and it's like, oh, yes, with friends, I'll usually text like New Orleans and then in parentheses NOLA. So in the future, it'll yes, be they know. quicker to write them to kind of educate them. Yes. yes. I'll do that. So what, where are you at in New Orleans? I mean, I live uptown in the near Oak Street. Okay. Oak Street off yeah. of South Carrollton. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, my parents, we might, they met on the Mississippi. So they worked on the presidentship. My dad wow. was from St. Louis, my mom from New Orleans, and, you know, it would cruise up and down all day. And that's, that's how awesome. they met. So I owe my life to the muddy Mississippi. My mom's one of seven. And in, in ancestry is a huge part of my journey. So I okay. know that we've, we've been there most of my lineages since, you know, Late 1600s, early That's amazing. 1700s. Yeah. Oh, your soul is definitely at home here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I cry when I get there. Mm, you feel, you know, and I believe that, that certain geographic regions we have a resonance with and certain geographic regions we don't. And that's when you really feel harmony in yeah. a geographic city versus not. And to really listen to that for anyone listening right now, watching to pay attention to how attuned you feel with the geography that you're living in. Yeah. Yeah. And there could be no two more opposite places than where I live now. I'm a mile high above sea level. Yes. But I am it's glad that my parents here. I was able to grow up with a different lens and the work that I've done, my ancestry, I think I needed to be in this place. Yeah. And healed a lot of lineages. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm noticing it's 1111. I like when I see the angel numbers line yeah. up. Me too. I'm I'm definitely mathematical. I'm not yeah. mathematical. <laughs> I like that. I'm noticing behind you. I love that you have the quote. It is in my book. The planet yeah? does not need more successful people. The planet desperately needs more peacemakers, healers, restorers, storytellers, and lovers of all yeah. kinds. His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, who endorsed my book and sent me the most beautiful letter about it. I and know. That, and that we, I meditated for that. I meditated for several years. I really wanted the endorsement of His Holiness. And when I thought how to do that, I sent an email off the cuff and knew when I hit send, you're not you're not going to hear anything. Like the way I asked him, it didn't feel aligned with what I later felt, you know, that His Holiness to me really embodies compassion. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, how can I show up more compassionately in my life? And when I looked within myself, I realized as kind of a person as I am, I can be really rude to telemarketers when they call <laughs> or if my internet is not working and, you know, you might be on hold for 45 minutes and then the call drops and then there's someone else and I would be really rude to those individuals. And I realized like, that's not being compassionate. And I wanted to change that about myself. So it took a couple of years where I diligently showed up differently with the telemarketers, with the internet people in the grocery store lines. 
And I felt one day in meditation led, like I heard his holiness say, send me your book. I want to read it. And it was less than three weeks that not only did he read it, but he sent me a beautiful letter talking about that though he's he's not a student of astrology, he's a Buddhist scientist, mm-hmm. and he loves that mm-hmm. my book focuses upon people healing through self-forgiveness, through empathy, and also meditation as a tool. And he said he believes my book is going to help many people. And it was just such an honor to you know, see really how when we start to change, how we show up, life does change and meets us there. And that's when a manifestation happens. And that's why I wrote my book. In short, Shauna, is to help people clear up the thinking about themselves that might be self-deprecating, that is self-critical, that is really punitive and help you to think better of yourself with more empathy and forgiveness and kindness Mm -hmm. Like you might have blown it a thousand times, but life is going to give you a thousand more opportunities to show up differently if you just give yourself that chance. Mm-hmm. And especially through self-forgiveness, really forgiving yourself deeply. I know how deeply, speaking of deeply, how deeply rooted it was um, for myself through the lineages of that mm. martyr complex. and. Mm never seeing yourself, always seeing everyone else. I mean, I worshiped my mama and that's because mm-hmm. she was like that. And, and I wanted to be like that. In fact, people compare me all the time to her. So it was really hard for me to almost find a balance because once I found self-love and self-trust and all these things, I almost was so like protective of it. Like okay. I, I wanted to choose myself and not be that way. But you're right, that compassion part, that is, you know, and when you were talking about that in the Dalai Lama, I was thinking, wow, he really is that divine masculine. Yeah. Because that divine masculine holds that space for that feminine energy of compassion to live out in in his life. And you have to find that balance. There was like this transition for me where I was without self-love. I thought it was selfish. Then moving into finding that and feeling all of this empowerment and almost feeling too much of that and not connecting with the part of me that is natural, that wants to be compassionate and be giving. Yes. That makes sense. It does make sense. And I would love to have you on my podcast, All Things Therapy, because I just dropped down a few things I want to talk to you about on my show. Yeah, I would love to. So much synchronicity already with us. There is. There is. (laughs) But yeah, you know, I would love to, because I don't know what Chiron is. So for our, for people listening and watching y'all, when you get my book, you can go to nolatherapy.com forward slash Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N. That's what I'm doing. And then if you scroll down and there's a blue bar, it says my Chiron, scroll down to where you enter your birth data. Okay. When is your birthday? So May 15th, 1976. And you were born in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. At 2.58. Okay, New Orleans. And you said 2.58 p.m.? Yes. Let's calculate. So your Chiron is in Aries in the eighth house. Okay. Okay. If you know your time of birth, it will give you this website will give you the house placement of Chiron. And the house placement is simply where 
this vulnerability manifests in your life. And if you don't know the house placement, it's okay because you're going to know once you start reading about where Chiron is, how it manifests. So the eighth house has to do for you with intense emotional shared experience, such as birth, death, sex, transformation, other people's property and finances. This house is also associated with mystical experiences, spirituality, and metaphysics. Hey listeners, so sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to tell you about my newest affiliate in the network of lightworkers, Janine Lowe. She is one of UK's top Chinese astrologists. If you want to know what's in store for 2024, then you can schedule a session with Janine. Go to the network of lightworkers on www.senseofsoulpodcast.com and click on Janine and schedule your Chinese astrology reading today. It's the year of the dragon, so lots of luck and opportunities are coming your way. So go check it out. Now back to our amazing guest. And Chiron and Aries speaks to this vulnerability and core wounding in your in your value and worth, your personal value and worth. So how this might have shown up, and I sense it might be in your past rather than now, since you've been doing work on yourself and that you work with people, is that people pleasing might have been a way you used to source love and value and overworking and like achievement oriented stuff, but never feeling good enough. Is any of that true? Oh, that is the story of my life. Yes. I mean, if you looked up the word codependency, you just saw my picture. And yeah, yes. And those were all the things that I had to undo. Okay. And, you, and you've been doing that, right? Yeah, and now, I am an overworker. <laughs> well, and that's an overscheduling. I was just going to see, have you struggled with overscheduling yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I used to, I still am sometimes a yes person. And I still struggle with that and making enough time for myself. Well, let me see if I can help you with that because I've had to learn that as well. Because since I'm a yes person too, like things, they sound so good to do sometime. And it's like, sure, yes, I'll do that. And then you look at your calendar and it's like, OMG, I don't have enough time. And you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, but I bet you hide it. So most people might not know you feel that way. So what I've learned, and I offer it in my book as well for this issue, is when somebody asks you to do something, you can say, that sounds great. Let me check my schedule and get back to you. I'm not sure. And even if you are sure, say, let me get back to you. You're training yourself to show up differently. Because then when other invites and opportunities and obligations and responsibilities come in, you haven't backed yourself into any kind of corner where you risk looking flaky, which I know wouldn't feel good to you, or not showing up. And so this allows you to have more charge of your schedule. And, you know, it might be in saying something like, hey, that sounds great. It doesn't work this week. Why don't we look at another week? And just learning to be really adept and good at that. Yeah. And in fact, years ago, I had a list of these go-to sayings in my phone Because I really, truly needed that. Like, that's how bad it was. I had to be able to go to this list and say, okay, this is what I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. So you did that on your own. Yeah, I had to. (laughs) And I still have to sometimes because 
you know, even with podcasting, I mean, I amazing guests come in. Yeah. So many, and I just want to say yes to all of them all in yeah. one day. And it's just impossible. I'm only one person. I wish I had a clone. <laughs> right. And I think, though, by learning that it's okay to say no or no for right now and even schedule down the road, like make your schedule a bit more spacious. And I'm still working on that as well because I love doing a lot of things. And the the reminder here with Chiron and Aries is to take time for you, that you're just as important and valuable as all the people and things you want to do and show up for and learning to schedule time for yourself. Like I schedule my workouts and book around them. So it's really important to do that. I need to take that space. So you this do. is a great reminder. So thank you so much, Lisa. You're welcome. And it's in my book, all this under your <laughs> placement of cut. So this is how the work it can be helpful. So it's using astrology as a diagnostic point. And then the remediation I talk about is through, you know, using psychology and spirituality and and really applying what what we can do to change these patterns that we've established, thinking it's how we achieve success and happiness and love and maybe tweaking some of that. So there's more for you, you know, more bandwidth for you to have to show up for the people and things you love. That's and for others, it might be different. You know, for others like Chiron in the sign of cancer has to do with a core wounding or vulnerability by abandonment. And it might have been that a parent, a caretaker abandoned you, like left your family, or it might be, might look like they had an addiction that was their primary relationship and you experienced neglect and felt you were abandoned. And so it's healing that abandonment wound. And Chiron and Tori speaks to core wounding and vulnerability by neglect, where you might neglect yourself or you might have been neglected in your intimate relationships or by friends and learning how to how to heal and be with that part of yourself. So it's not so painful. And I also love when like Carmen Turner Scott, she wrote a book that was specific to the phoenixes and the angels. This kind of reminds me of that. Okay. This is another core area about astrology that you can learn in depth about yourself. Yes. In depth, yes. So I, I really, really like that you did this. And I and I like Thank that you. she did that as well. Because yeah. you know, you're thrown all of it. I think that's what I was trying to ex- kind of explain at the beginning. It's so much. It is. So I love that, you know, this is a beautiful part of our chart that you've connected and also have this amazing um, psychoastrology behind it. Thank you. I appreciate that. So cool. I appreciate that. And then tell me about your podcast. What are you talking about in your podcast? So my podcast is called All Things Therapy. Mm -hmm. I started it uh, in 2014. So March will be eight years. I have nearly Mm -hmm. 400 episodes And it's really changed my life because I get to meet people like you and authors Mm -hmm. that I've admired and speakers and teachers. And my mission is to change consciousness one conversation at a time. And that really just means changing awareness. Consciousness is our awareness at those deeper levels. And I believe in having these conversations like you and I are having, Shauna, and people listen, they watch, and they take in what resonates because we can only take in what resonates with us and that's okay and allow it to percolate and germinate and unfold in new things in your life when we expose ourselves 
to new thoughts, it creates new possibilities. And that's what it, that's what excites me about being a podcaster. Oh my God. Well then, you know, you maybe should connect with that lady who wrote that book. She sent me a lot yeah. of her name. I would love to know. Yeah. She would be a really good one to have on because thank you. she is her vibe. Okay. So the resonance, right? That yeah. is right. It is an energy, you know, that you yeah. align with, you know, sometimes we don't think of everything on lines of energy, like Tesla suggested that we do. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we feel it every day. And just like, and I'm speaking to those of you that we all have intuition. And I think yeah. we've been trained away from it from when we were children, I think, especially girls and women. And the thing I've seen is, and I remember even on the playground being a kid, and it's like a kid just might not vibe someone. And we even use that word as adults. And a parent mm -hmm. might be like, oh my gosh, go play with Jenny. She's really nice. But the mm -hmm. little girl might be like, and not that Jenny's bad, but maybe there's yeah. something in Jenny that doesn't really work with who you are as a child. Mm -hmm. But we're taught, you know, go be nice, go play with others, work well with others. And I think that's where being nice and being kind are different. Being nice might mean you're not honoring yourself and you might be people pleasing and being inauthentic, whereas being kind there's authenticity in that because being kind might mean not spending time with someone. It might mean saying, I'm loving this conversation, but I have to be somewhere, you know, see you later and ending something. So you're not standing there. How often are, have we stood there and somebody's like jabber jawing without any awareness of, you know, what, what they're saying or how long they're taking and learning how to say, you know, excuse me. I've enjoyed what you've said, but I need to, I need to go. And I think as women being able to set those boundaries. So we have time for ourselves. Mm, so important right now. Yeah. And listening to our intuition. That's where I started with. Like we all have an innate knowing of people, of places and things. And sometimes it might not make sense. And because it doesn't make sense, we might be reticent to honor it and acknowledge it, but start to listen to yourself, even if it doesn't make sense and see where it leads you because our intuition is always leading us to where we most want to be always. when we allow it to. Absolutely. Just leaning into that, you know, and it's, I feel like it's almost been churched out of us, right? You know, to not trust ourselves, right. you know, to seek all of the wisdom and everything outside of us. And it's and in us. Well, that's always when I, my favorite, I think my absolute hands down favorite scripture of all time was not in the Bible, but in the book of Thomas, you know, the kingdom is inside of you and outside of you. If you come to know yourself, you will be known. Yes. And, you know, that's, you know, of course, being deeply rooted Catholic, as I am from New Orleans, right. you know, I was never, ever seeking within. And so you're so right in learning how to trust that. Yeah. And that's really how the tool of meditation can help because it's a time that you do sit and go inward and really be with what's inside, be it a silent meditation that you set a timer for, or I really love guided meditations on YouTube, even just meditative music and to set an alarm on your phone and just breathe and notice what arises. I feel like it comes from our heart space into our minds, into an idea and that's really how thoughts turn to things. Like you'll receive something that then you can, outside of meditation, go check out, go investigate, yeah. go try out. Like you had said, 
you're wanting to help one, you know, awaken one consciousness at a time. And I feel like as those consciousses awaken, you know, they're going to be able to receive things, you know, that have always been really hidden in plain sight. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah. And that's the reason I wrote my book. It's it, it's an answer to the question I asked the universe. Universe, why? I work with so many successful people. Why are they still experiencing depression and anxiety? And why for myself as an intelligent, self-aware woman who's been in therapy so much of my life, why am I still experiencing anxiety and depression? Mm-hmm. And I sat in meditation and I just heard the word Chiron. C-H-I-R-O-N. And it didn't strike me. I really dismissed it. And it kept coming up to the point where, I, you know, when something keeps coming up and you just know when you know enough about how yes, life works. my whole book. Yes, exactly. Yes. You, finally, yeah. I Googled it. And I was like, okay, universe, I'm going to Google this shit. And like, okay, I'm going to do it. Watch, you know, of course, Carl Jung, the archetype. Mm-hmm. And then how in astronomy, and I thought this was really cool, how there's a minor planet and comet. It has both designations discovered in 1974, Chiron, that orbits between Saturn and Uranus. So I thought, oh, cool. It's really a heavenly body in our solar system. And also Greek mythology, Chiron was the centaur of healing and medicine and pharmacy. And when you go to the doctor, you know how there's the staff with the two snakes? Chiron gave that to Asclepius because Chiron was the teacher to Asclepius, who's the founding father of medicine. So, and that's the staff of Asclepius. And so I thought, well, that's really cool. But how is this answering my question? And then I found this Chiron piece in astrology that has to do with core wounding and vulnerability and how we don't value ourselves. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. That's like the thing, this one area that we source patterns of thought and behavior around and how we're like a mini solar system. We habituate people, places, and things and people, places, and things orbit us. So we're like all mini solar systems and we call it our daily routine and to change our orbit and the ways we want to have a better life. It really takes looking at this Chiron placement and changing out those thoughts we have about ourselves so we can have new beliefs to support that higher orbit and frequency that we want to inhabit. Oh my God. I love this. Thank you. And so I, then that was the answer. Yeah. It's, and I also love that it seems to me lately that a lot of books are, are coming, you know, into creation this way. Yes. But you have to listen. There you is do. something that is, there's a message there and it's for you, but then it's also for you to share. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I felt like I had to share it. It was like yep. this sense of immediacy, like I've yep. never felt in my life, truly. Yep. Like I, this book, it has to come through me because I felt like if it doesn't, like it'll be given to someone else. And like I wanted to do it because I, I felt such like an aha around it from myself and for others. And so I wrote and researched for three years because I wanted it to be tied to psychology, to yeah. philosophy, to you know, really have some good resources in in the book and references in the book. And uh, there's also uh, actually a resource section, practitioners I've worked with in various modalities. Like if you're looking for that, there's kind of my list. Because it's hard to find sometimes. Yeah. And also just some real good 
references, like literature, like going back to Sigmund Freud in 1914, I think it was, with the repetition compulsion that he coined to, that still is true today. How in our relationships, especially intimate relationships, we might cycle through these painful yeah. patterns and feel like we did growing up and wonder, like, what's wrong with my partner? Where it's like, we are recreating situations we haven't healed fully in our relationships so that we can actually heal them with each other. I feel like the earth is doing that. You know, the earth has a oh, cycle. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, we have a cycle. Yeah. And can somebody break that cycle? You know what I mean? For the greater good. I mean, or can we, instead of feeding into a uh, deluge, right? Right. Be inevitable. Can we do what's best for her and yeah. make that cycle and that transition benefit us in some way? Yes. Because, you know, it is true. I, th I think about that with everything, and you probably do too. You know, everything that's going on inside of me is also going on outside of my house is also going, you know, it just seems like right. it, you can just look at it so far in many ways. Like you know, the layers and yeah, from the micro to the macro. So true. And all the layers that, you know, we're shedding um, and healing needs to be done as well, collectively and on the earth. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's so amazing. Well, you're such a beautiful soul. I'm super excited that we connected. Me too. Yeah, I look forward to meeting you when you come back to NOLA. Yes, absolutely. I promise you, I will. I will message you. You also live in Los Angeles, is that I right? do. I divide my time between, okay. I'm, just nine years ago, I went out to LA and really loved it. So I spend part of the year in Los Angeles and part of the year in New Orleans for nine years now. Oh, that's cool. Go there during the heat? Usually, well, yeah. <laughs> usually, usually I go to LA in the summer, like in yeah. June. And yeah. come back in December because my family's all here. So I love having Christmas and the yeah. holidays with them. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so beautiful to meet you. Tell everybody where they can find you again. I know you threw your yeah. website out, but just remind them and Absolutely. tell them the name of your book so they can go and order that right now. So y'all, I'd love for you to check out nolatherapy.com. I'm at NOLA Therapy on Instagram and YouTube as well. My email is lisa at nolatherapy. If you want to reach out to talk, to book a session, I'd love to give your audience half off a session. It's usually $190. So half of that for a first-time Zoom session if you want to learn more about Chiron or any issues in your life. And the book is called The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. Endorsed by the Holiness. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And if you want to listen to more of Lisa and myself, go to her podcast, All Things Therapy, where you can right now listen to my episode on Lisa's podcast. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one -on -one or help support Sense of Soul podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.